Hey everyone, welcome back to the Life by Taylor podcast where we learn and grow together. On today's podcast episode, I'm going to be talking about how to break up with friends. And I want to say before I start that I think this title is a little bit misleading because I don't think that I am an expert or one to give advice on how to do this. But I do have a lot of experiences where I decided to distance myself or completely break up with friends that I was very close to. And hopefully through my experiences, you can learn what feels right for you in that process. I don't think there is a right way to go about this. I don't think there is an easy way to do it. And of course, I've listened to the advice of experts, but I still think that it's such a personal and difficult experience with each friendship that I have chosen to end. It's been a different experience depending on the person that I was breaking up with. And I just wanted to talk through some of the experiences I've had, share them with you guys. Maybe you can relate to them. It might validate some of the feelings that you have. One thing I will say is that after doing this a few times in my life, I can't look back and say there's ever been a time that I regretted my decision. There was always something that was telling me that this person's presence or what I feel around them is just not for me. And looking back, I think I made good decisions. The execution could have been better. I think the process of breaking up is really difficult and touches upon a lot of our own attachments and our own traumas and our own patterns in relationships that come up in these experiences. So mine are obviously going to be very unique to me, but I think that by sharing these things, you might learn something. It might help you make a decision about what the right way for you to go about it is. Now, before we get started on today's podcast, I wanted to thank everyone who came to the Be The Love event, the online event that I hosted with Othership just this week. And as many of you guys know, I am not taking on new clients. I'm not opening a new group program because I am going to study, I'm going to learn, I'm going to experience a few things before I come back to coaching. That being said, I have a few more weeks left before I dip and go into these countries where I won't be able to offer my services. And I was thinking of a unique way to offer my help to people who feel called to get my advice and my guidance on a one-on-one -on -one basis. So at the end of the event, I offered $100 off a 60-minute session with me. And I decided to extend that offer to all of you because I really do cherish the people who listen to the podcast in particular. I feel like you guys are probably the closest to me in terms of my community online. There are limited spots because there's limited hours that I can be offering these sessions from now until I go to India. But if you feel called, if you've ever felt called to have a one-on-one -on -one session with me, you can book one now and get $100 off using the code BETHELOVE. You can click the link in my bio on Instagram where it says book a call with me or down below in the description of this podcast episode. So let's get back to the subject of how to break up with friends or the process of breaking up with friends, my experiences doing that. I don't really know when I did this for the first time, but I know that I've always been very strict about the people I surround myself with, the people that I consider my people in my close circle. And that's partially because I was obviously had my own trauma with girls and people in life and relationships. I didn't have a lot of trust in human beings at first, so I don't think it was a good thing at first. But as I've gotten older, I've realized the insane amount of influence and power the people that I let close to me have over who I am, 
how I perceive myself, how I move towards my goals. I had a really, really close friend when I was in the army. And I think the first experience I had was obviously the messiest, but we were really, really, really close. And I considered her like family. I was considered family to her. And at a certain point, I really felt like our relationship was really codependent and really heavy on both of us, actually, but definitely on me. And I made the decision to end the friendship. And Looking back, I think that is probably the only time that I have some form of regret because I don't think we ever came back to being friends the way we were then. And sometimes that makes me sad because we are friends again today. But I do recognize that the time that we spent apart was really, really important for us. We both came to Israel and found comfort in each other and kind of latched onto each other for our own needs. And it developed into something that I felt was toxic and difficult. And it was nothing that she did. Again, you'll hear throughout these um, stories that a lot of the times it has nothing to do with if this person is a good person or a bad person or a good friend or a bad friend. Sometimes someone's presence just doesn't get the best of you. Sometimes there are just people whose presence, you know, in her presence, for this example specifically, I was judging myself heavily through her perception of reality and it was really hard on me. I was really hard on myself. I always wanted to be approved by what I believed she would like about me and I recognized that that was my problem. Yeah, that wasn't her problem and I obviously didn't just end things as soon as this happened. This was something that I felt I had a really hard time breaking free from. So I knew that I had to end this friendship so that I can become my own person and allow myself to be who I wanted to be. It was, it was to the point where I dressed in a way that I thought that she would like and I, and I spoke in a way that I thought that she would like and my political opinions were aligned with hers and it said a lot about where I was at in my life. Like I really did need guidance. I was very lost. I came to Israel, like I've said many times, from a place where I had no role models. I had no one strong in my life to look up to. And she was super smart and really an incredible human being. Till this day, I look up to her in many ways. So I felt like I latched onto that and I needed to break free from that to grow as a person. I will say that today we are friends. And the reason I share that is because Sometimes you need to break apart to come back and come back and meet and change the form of your relationship before we ended things, before we stopped being friends for a few years. We were highly, highly codependent on each other. It was a very intense friendship that needed to change form, obviously. So now that I explain it, I actually don't regret any part of it. Of course, I know that I caused pain and I know that I hurt her in that process because I really didn't know how to do it. I just kind of ran away from the situation. I love her very much and I'm really happy that she's in my life today. I really, really love the presence that she has in my life today. I love that we're able to still maintain a level of friendship today even after our history. That honors the positive experiences and the incredible memories that we have and the history that we shared and also... I do see room for her in my life, in my adult life as a friend that I trust and love and feel is important to me. Now, I would say that I kept people at a distance for many years. Like, I think I had three core friends. Two of them were in America, so it's kind of hard to say what would have happened if I would have lived in America and had close relationships with them. Something about the distance sometimes allows you to maintain a friendship for longer, but 
really I had a lot, a lot of friends in Israel, but not so many people that were close enough that I would need to break up with them. There was a friend eventually that came back into my life and we were really, really close. And, and again, it doesn't matter. The person is not relevant to this. This is more about my journey, my experience in making the decision to distance myself and why I make those decisions. As someone who comes from a difficult family life, and, and family is something that you cannot choose, and I've seen myself in many moments in life wishing that I could that I could replace a family member with someone else or something a little bit less challenging, but I truly believe that family is there to really push us to our limits and help us grow and find spiritual peace in their presence because that's where it's hardest and we can't change them. And it was just given to us by God and you can't replace family. You can't you can't fill that spot with someone else. No one else can be my dad or my mom or my brother. And that's a blessing and a curse sometimes. When it comes to friendship, I think each person has their own perspective on what they expect from friendship and what they want from friends and what a friendship is to them. For me, I personally feel like I have enough challenges in my family life and feel like a lot of challenges will come up eventually with any romantic partner that I'm with, that friends are meant to ease the weight, the heaviness of life. And not only that, I feel like my friends reflect back to me the the brightest and best version of myself. They challenge my insecurities and I love to see myself through the eyes of the people that I'm closest to by choice. It's hard for me to see myself through my, my dad's eyes. That's where I struggle. That's where I have more judgment and self-doubt. And when I'm in the presence of my closest friends and some of my friends who I've been friends with my entire life almost, since sixth grade, fifth grade, I see the best Taylor. And I think that that is what I like to find in friends. When I'm succeeding, I see that they're genuinely happy for me. When I'm going through something, they're there to empathize with me and kind of feel with me. And obviously, this is something that is reciprocated and mutual. I recognize that I'm someone who is super honest with herself and cannot offer this level of friendship to many, many, many people. I don't think it's possible in general, but I would say I'm not here to judge others. I I can say that for me, the energy I want to put into a friendship, I cannot offer to 15, 20 people. So I've always had a small group of people who I can really, really invest in our relationship and expect that in return. What has come up for me in recent years as I grow into my most authentic self, and I think that when you're on a spiritual path and you're freeing yourself from who you used to be and things that you don't want anymore and going towards your truth, which means changing and growing and evolving, you will see a lot of challenges in the friendships that you have. Some people, and they could be great people, but triggered by the fact that you are freeing yourself or you're stepping towards your truth because it's harder for them to do that. Some people may have opinions about who you are becoming and without even saying anything, you just know this person doesn't like people who are free-spirited and whatever. They're very conventional, traditional people. So keeping them around, you can feel their judgment and it kind of hinders you from showing up that way or stepping towards that. The beauty of friendships that I believe are worth keeping around and not ending are the people who can see past all of these stages you go through. They love you for deeper, deeper reasons and see you on a level that is almost deeper than where you've met yourself. And the people that I've had in my life for my entire life, 
they see a Taylor that when she's spiritual, when she wanted to be a lawyer, when she was in the army, when she was in musical theater, she's, they still see the same Taylor. They meet me on the deepest level. Other friends that I've met in life have come into my life when I was playing a specific role. When I was the Taylor that was an overachiever in university or the Taylor that was so-and-so personality in the army. And it's almost like they wanted to keep me as that Taylor. And it was hard for them to see me as a different Taylor or they would judge me as I moved towards becoming a different version of myself. When I feel that, then I usually distance myself from people like that because it's hard enough to shift and grow and evolve and let go of past versions of yourself. So that's one of the criterias for me that really I am very careful with. If I feel like someone is holding me back based on their own convenience of who they would like me to stay or become, then I distance myself. It doesn't mean that I'm breaking up with, with everyone who's like that because sometimes there's a little bit of resistance and then they meet you as your next version of yourself and, and they embrace that version of you and everything is fine. What gave me the courage to do this, and that's why I'm getting on here and sharing this with you guys, is listening to Oprah a lot and her perspective on relationships and friendships. And she puts it simply, and I come back to this criteria every time I overthink it. And she says there's two types of people in the world, people who give you energy and people who take energy. And obviously, sometimes your best friends who give you energy need you to invest more energy in them. But what I mean is that consistently over time, there are people who you go and hang out with and you feel depleted after. You feel like it exhausted you and you had to spend too much of your energy in their presence, whether it was to protect yourself from their pessimism and their attitude and, and their own issues, or you're constantly there to support them and help them with, with what they're going through. And there are other people who you spend 20 minutes with or an hour with or sometimes even a week with and you feel spiritually, energetically charged with. And when I look at the people around me, if I feel like there's someone who I feel is just exhausting to me being around them and it has nothing to do with them, sometimes it's just the way I react to them, their energy, their presence. I personally don't entertain friendships like that for too long. Like I said, I feel like a lot of life is challenging, but... To me, friendships are something, it's like the extra charms that you have in life, the extra sparkle to your life, the things that make life a little bit more easier. And when I'm in the presence of my closest friends today, that's where I feel my most free, my most light, where I'm allowed to really just relax in their presence and enjoy life. Now, that isn't to say that good relationships, good friendships don't have challenges, one of my closest friends, one of really like someone I consider a sister and someone I've been friends with since like seventh grade. So since like 2007, when I was in LA now, we had a miscommunication and we had a little bit of um, a conflict between us and we had to have a difficult conversation, but it was a conversation that really brought us closer and reminded us how committed we are to this friendship and how much we love each other. And soon after that, we were back to normal, if not even closer, like I said, than we were before that. So friendships can be challenging. And I'm not here to say that friendships should just be perfectly easy and smooth and have no friction. That's not what I'm saying. But if someone's presence consistently over time is holding you back from being who you are really, or who you're trying to become, if their opinion and their judgment and the way that they perceive reality makes you hesitate, 
or stops you from becoming who you're trying to become, then I would step away from that personally. If someone's energy is just low all the time, if they're carrying low frequency, a low vibration, they're constantly complaining, they're constantly talking about the the negative in life, that is something that you are absorbing every time you're in their presence. And if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably someone who invests in their energy, in their presence, in the quality of your experience as a human being. And you need to protect that. No one else is going to protect that. People will come for that like water, okay? Like people will come for that whenever you step into a room or just I've experienced that the more I work on myself, people want to spend time with me or people want to, you know, have a conversation with me. And I'm not saying this to, to hype myself up, but I feel like that energy is very felt. Everyone wants a piece of that and you have to protect it. You have to be careful with who you share it with because I've learned the hard way that if you're too generous with it, if you're too compassionate for other people and you can be compassionate at a distance, but if you're so compassionate that you're like, I can't end this friendship, she needs me, she needs me, you end up dimming your own light and stopping yourself from becoming what you're trying to become. It's kind of hard to talk about this so vaguely and not give specific examples, but I really do want to respect the people who I'm talking about just in case people have an idea of who they are. So I'm really trying to keep this open. And and there's been like four or five girls that I've ended friendships with. um, So this really is all about different experiences. This isn't about one specific person. It's just important for me to clarify that. But I think the main point is that what freed me is getting that permission, hearing Oprah saying how many friendships she had to end to become who she is today, gave me that green light that it's not that you're a bad person. It's like, I feel like there's a lot of shame, a lot of guilt, a lot of fear around doing this because you'll be seen as a bitch or a bad guy or a bad person. And and the truth is, is that you have to be selfish sometimes. And every time I've said no to certain people, I've invited people that are much more for me, or I've actually just felt like this deep sense of relief eventually. If you want to be liked by everyone, then you're going to lose yourself in that process completely. It's a hard decision to make. It's a hard thing to go through. I'm, I'm not going to underestimate that. I think till this day, it's something I struggle with most, which also makes me careful about who I let in because I don't want to have to do this many times in life. It's not something that I enjoy doing. But when I was given that permission, when I heard people who I look up to, not just Oprah, just mention this over and over again, that you have to be careful about who you surround yourself with. You have to be okay with ending friendships and letting go of certain people. At first, it helped me because it reminded me that it's okay and that it's just one of those things that extraordinary people, the people who actually achieve high success, it's part of the process. It's one of those hard things you do to get to where you really, really want to be in the life that you really want to live. And the second thing I want to say is that it doesn't have to have logical or rational reasoning. So many times I was looking for, but I don't have a good reason. And even when I broke up with my first boyfriend who I loved very, very much, I didn't have a logical and rational reason aside from my intuition telling me he's not my husband. And I followed that. When it comes to relationships, it's not always going to come in the form of proof and evidence and something specific this person did that you can explain. And that's really fucking hard. It's really hard to break up with someone in a romantic setting or a friendship when you don't have concrete reasons for yourself to feel okay about it and for them. 
And a lot of the times, even if you do, it doesn't matter because your guys' lack of compatibility doesn't mean that these things need to be changed. For example, if I told one of my friends, I don't like the way you are in X, Y, and Z, or I don't like these parts of your personality, those things might be great for another person. Some of the things that I didn't like about my ex or didn't feel were compatible or aligned for me with my ex could be the things his person loves about him most. So I think it's about communicating in the most loving way possible that at this point in time, the friendship is actually hindering you and holding you back or just not aligned for you. I'm not saying that as someone who did that successfully in life. I've learned the hard way and I'm still trying to learn how to communicate that better, how to do that better when I feel it. When you do that, two things are important to keep in mind. When someone really truly loves you, they will let you free because love isn't conditional. Um, I want you to be happy only if I'm your friend, <laughs> okay? If I really love someone and they tell me, Taylor, for me to be happy happiest, I think we shouldn't be friends. The rejection will hurt. I might not enjoy that. <laughs> if I'm less spiritually aware, I might even hate that person and get mad at that person and blame that person. But if I really love that person, I want them to be free and I want them to be happy. So keeping that in mind, remembering that even if this person doesn't respond well, if they really, really love you, eventually they'll be happy that you're happy. And if they're not, then it wasn't really love to begin with. It was attachment. The second thing I want you to keep in mind is that a lot of times friendships are not for life. Friendships are not all meant to be for life. Looking back at all the friends I ended things with, I don't regret ever being friends with them. I needed every single one of those people to be my friends in life to teach me and help me grow. And just because I love those people doesn't mean they need to stay my friends. Another quote that Oprah used to say that really helped me is that there can be room for someone in your heart and not room for them in your life. And I can say wholeheartedly that every single one of those friends is still very much in my heart. I love them all. I hope the best for them. And I genuinely want them to be happy in life. But that doesn't mean that they have room as a friend or as a role in my close circle for the rest of my life. And that's really, really hard to communicate. And that's really, really hard to come to terms with and to accept yourself as you make that decision without being hard on yourself. There are times today where I still feel like it's shameful that I've ended so many friendships and something's wrong with me. But then I remind myself, wait, but with every one of those friendships that you ended, you felt lighter, you felt better. It helped you evolve into who you're becoming. And I don't regret it. Even though sometimes that doubt creeps in, I always come back to the fact that I trust myself and my intuition and I've been proven. And as time goes by, you kind of get more evidence for why that's actually, it was a good decision that you made. So I went all over the place with this one. I really just wanted to share what my thoughts are on this, really just like I would if I was writing in my journal. Like I said, I don't think that there's specific advice on how to do this the right or wrong way. I don't think that I am the one to tell you how to do it exactly what that means to do it in a loving way. I think with certain types of friends, you can kind of distance yourself over time and see if they're comfortable with that without responding. And a lot of times people just drift away naturally. And a lot of times when you start to take a step back, people take five steps forward because of that attachment and that fear of loss. And I've been in situations where I go back and forth in my mind forever 
about what to do with this and it tortures me truly because I don't want to hurt someone that I love, because it's hard to break up with anyone, whether it's a friend or a romantic partner. But you have to remember that it's not just for you. It's not just for you. If you don't feel good around someone, if you don't genuinely want to be around someone, it helped me also to tell myself, I'm doing this for them as well. I'm not really their friend. I am not truly, truly this person's friend. I'm staying around them or hanging out with them from fear and that's not genuine and that's not true and they can hate me and they can call me names and they can think terrible things about me, but I'm committed to living life honestly and truthfully with myself and the people around me. I don't want to pretend to like someone because I feel bad or I'm scared, no matter how hard it is. So hopefully this brought you one step closer to the courage you needed to maybe do this. Maybe you've already done it and you needed someone to just validate that it's challenging and that it's okay and that it's normal and that you're on the right path. And maybe you disagree with me and that is totally okay too. So before I go, I just wanted to say that if you enjoyed this podcast episode, if it helped you in any way, if it brought you any value, it really does help to spread the word, to screenshot it, post it on your Instagram story, tag me if you can. And if you haven't already, please rate the podcast. I will remind you that for the next few weeks, I will be offering 60-minute sessions to this community exclusively for $100 off using the code BETHELOVE. You can schedule an appointment and pay and do it very easily through the link below or the link in my bio. Thanks again. I love you all and I will be back soon.